Wake up, dreamers. It's too early to celebrate. Let the other analysts celebrate their April victories while we plot out a path to September championships. It's time for dingers. This is dingers. Way more than fantasy baseball. We keep it real when we talk and knock it straight out the park. <laughs> Let's see the stats. What's the average draft position? What kind of plays you making? Check the wins above replacement. Check the lineups and the points. This I gotta see. What's your path to victory? Are they aiming for a dynasty? Get points going head to head. Please don't do me no favors. We're always watching waivers. Ain't no minor league. This is major. Yeah. Dingers. Let's go. Welcome to Dingers, the only fantasy baseball podcast for smart people. It's not just Mitch Keller that wins you championships. That's why week in and week out we're delivering tips and strategies to help you live that straight up OG lifestyle. Tyler Childs joined, as always, by Robbie Baseball from the murder room. Taking a big weekend loss to me in the home league oh, and your Mariners went into Toronto and barely barely got away with a, a victory today which they didn't deserve but i'll give them credit they grinded it out uh they definitely did not deserve to win that game today though very much like you didn't deserve to win our matchup because um no i did i absolutely did not brady singer uh and several other starting pitchers not just in the home league but like a lot of dynasty guys uh that i really have been intrigued with have had such wonky Aprils, which will come to an end tonight because then they can start to have wonky Mays, um, that I think that should be the topic of the next dingers is, um, you know, what have you done for Lee, done for me mately or May to Lee? We'll work on that part. But um, it's like some... it's the sequel, Robbie Wonka and the something factory. <laughs> yeah, there's some <laughs> done on the rest. But we're, we've never done this before. We've talked about the next one very early in the podcast we're about to do but the reason being that we've had like this was a two-start week for brady singer the first start was great this week i had a quality start um i don't remember what the k for nine. i think it was like you know a k for not each inning he pitched this week but anyway it was good my early week uh four start guys i think outside of eric lauer who got hurt um all went well well today josiah gray who also had a quality start earlier in the week was supposed to be two-star guy which is is fine it pushes pushes him to next week um but he was quality well, he start he started today. Did did he go? Who was the pitcher that got uh, somebody got postponed? Um, no, I think your guys all went. No, today I think all your guys went. Oh, oh, oh. sorry. Uh, yeah, Perez. Oh, but Singer got blown up. And sorry, great, great did do quite well for me. I apologize. Yeah, six innings, another quality start, rounding into form. So who was my Saturday postponed? Uh, Atlanta got postponed on Saturday. Okay, yeah, but I, I got beat it. up big time this week. I have a bunch of Atlanta stacks in like it several was the, leagues. Yeah, I was gonna I say it was home league Atlanta three. I've got uh Grissom, Acuna, and Riley, and that all I mean, doesn't matter. I still I still lost, but it's one of those things, yeah. right? And then AJ Minter, um, doing his best impression of guy who doesn't want to be a closer no more <laughs> in Atlanta, it's just pitching brutally. Now, you something know, that I, I did. It, it's ahead. actually his impression of left-handed closer because there's only a few of them okay. that, that hang can... on to the job, right? So well, he's pulling a Brad hand. This is his off year, right? Like Brad, you know, AJ Minter was electric. I, I didn't think he was going to be as good as he was last year. Um, but then, you know, Iglesias being hurt for a while. Anyway, I think Nick Anderson, next man up, is going to start to see some opportunities, very much like Adam Adovino with the Mets. Uh, the pitcher's well, but, name but I can't pronounce with the Angels, Quijalaba. Apologize yeah. on that, Q man. But he was he was next man up. Unfortunately, he's hurt. Um, but yeah, like there are doors. But opening. I think Atl- Atlanta's fine though because Iglesias has come back. He's on rehab already. Yeah, yeah. yeah Iglesias so, is like, coming Minter back. Minter slides in where he should be. Anderson yep. slides in where he should be, and everything's right in the world in Atlanta. Uh, that's that's when we're talking May. But I'm you know a- ending April here. Minter hurt me twice this week. Um, you know Brooks Rayleigh went on the IL uh, with <laughs> the Mets yesterday uh we've got other that's that's news when we're rocking and rolling here but um anyway yeah yeah so i mean i think in order for us to properly get rock and roll and know how we got to start a long time ago someone decided to put stuff in glass bottles in some of these bottles they put juice or milk and that was stupid today only alcohol and a few other products remain in the containers from the gods 
it's time for beers and bourbon because good advice only comes in a bottle oh that was sharp this bottle has been on fire um it's uh how about a woodford so we're we're getting near the end of this one yeah well i'm how about a corona with disorona in it actually wait (laughs) i gotta take a big swig because when i did actually i'm going to kansas city next week so i'm hoping i have a new bottle for uh, a future episode here coming up well if you'd like to borrow my royals hat it's somewhere oh Uh, no no i have i have a bo jackson jersey so we're good that's right yeah Uh, i got i got that one going so we're we are good and, and happy to represent it i also get to sit in the suite because i'm Gonna get spoiled by um, a destination uh, of of that you know, Robbie. Um, somebody that's in one of our other leagues with us. Uh, oh, he nice. just put me on the list, right? So when I get there and they go, "Are you on the list?" I say, "Yes." Oh, yes, um, I'm on the list, and, and we get to go in. So, well, I, and then you can wake up Rocky and be like, "I am the list." <laughs> <laughs> Co- Kaufman's a fantastic stadium, and the suite oh, that we're in playing the mad. what first place Royals or sorry or Orioles, sorry. Yeah, the seven and twenty-two Royals will be playing the first-place Baltimore Orioles. Yes, if that's the great. series you're going to see. I haven't been there since the home run derby that I was there. I was there for the All-Star game. The home okay, run derby yeah. was there, where they were booing Cano, which was great. That was phenomenal because he kept fouling, fouling back BP pitches, which you just can't do. Um, but are then, you there early in the week or later in the week? Like for a lot of it, we're there. Uh, do you happen to know when you might see a game? Like, th- there's a Wednesday. big difference in competition, okay? Because if you're going for the weekend series, that's against the A's, and you might not want to do that. Um, <laughs> Oakland, I think, I'm sure there's probably some giveaways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please come, yeah. <clears throat> it's an American stadium, but they're doing like toonie beers for yeah, any right? Americans who don't know what a toonie is. Uh, it's a two dollar coin that we use in Canada, um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, they're playing the Athletics, who I think set a record today, finishing April without a single starter having a win, which is not not no, the record impressive. you want. No, not the record you want. Um, and you can't give the BS of like, ah, we're building our starters up because you've had guys with quality starts. So it's just that you can't bring them together. But they do have that old man, um, Jesus Familia, who's got a couple closes now, Ty. He might be rounding himself as we were talking about closers before. Uh, we started drinking. He might be one of the guys who's going to be coming on late. Who everybody was like, "That's the guy." And as yeah. soon as he sucked by mid-April, everybody bailed. Um, now's a great time to get back in. Which I just yeah, don't I mean, see how he could possibly be the guy. You know, like uh, Fujiyama or whatever. Like, yes, yeah, sure, sure, he could be. That's true. He would be yeah. electric out of the back end. Like just and, give me like a bunch of spray and a like dirty splitter all day. That's that's a great idea if they want to implement that. Um, which I, I'm not against because they still have a lot of starter type arms that they can bring up from AAA. Like Caprillion was sent back down. Um, or not back like, down, they don't, sent down. They don't like, have a closer arm. Like they just don't have one. It doesn't exist. Like, like Zach Jackson. Great. We both like Jackson, um, but just a really good sinker. Like he's not, he's yeah, not he's an not electric idea. arm. Right. So like Acevedo, definitely not in the minors. Um, Jimenez definitely not electric, may not electric anymore, right? So like you know why not? Like you you certainly can't get worse than the rest of the bullpen there. Well, and I didn't realize this either. I thought Fujinami had signed a one year seven million dollar deal, but that was May. So Fujinami's on a one year three million, which gives Oakland the flexibility that they've had to take him out of the rotation because you're not going to burn three million dollars in Oakland but you are not going to burn every starting opportunity that he's supposed to get all year long because every, you know they're playing advanced level money ball here. Um, it's still a thing. They're not going to throw that away. But like you said, Ty, they could put him in the pen um, and and move on from that, which well, but would he be could great. Like if he can be good. Trade, asset. trade asset, though. Right? Yeah. Like, because right now he's worth nothing. Like, Right now, I want to jump right into a trade asset here, but I don't want to dive in any deeper than Chicago's got one of the best ones, the Cubbies right now, on the market. And when we get into who's been top 10 hitters in April and top 10 pitchers in April, you're going to see the Cubs with a couple guys. One for sure should not, I mean, depending on the position the the team is in, 
should be returning the haul that uh, they were probably dreaming of when they did acquire this player. So, uh, but anyway, Ty, let's talk about some fun, exciting, hot news. And if you want to know the fun insights that we're just going to be throwing out there tonight a little early for anybody out there who recalls um, Ty discussing the fact that Jordan Walker will be sent down. Um, if you want to talk about taking a victory lap on a negative note, you were right. <laughs> um, they did back down and, and, and you were correct for the reasons was the everyday playing time. It was not at all about the fact that uh, he wasn't doing what they wanted to. It's the fact they want him to consistently play and they weren't willing to hand him a position. So, And they haven't found a trading partner for one of their outfielders yet because you can't just release any of those guys. They're all too good to release. They should have yep. traded Carlson in the offseason, what they should have done. Uh, but here we are. It uh, is entirely re- possible that when that MLB uh, free agent uh period of time i think it's like mid-may like the 18th something like that in may when you can trade your previous off-season uh free agents that's you know that's when it is uh i feel like that could help to release some things because there's probably other incentives that are in that you know hundred thousand dollar things that teams are like i don't want to pay that you know like let's yeah. cut ties now or, or do something um to relieve some of that pressure but anyway sorry Ty, i cut you off well i, I could see um st louis going back to the old drawing board with the Marlins sending one of their outfielders over there. They still got room in that outfield, even though Peyton Burdick has to be up at some point here really soon. Uh, he's still just ripping it, but we, we've talked about it in the past, but yeah, that, that one's a weird one for me. I mean, Walker just makes sense to be down there until you can give him every day at bats. You just can't, you know, one of the things that we haven't talked about Rob in this topic is like, you know, we haven't talked about the fact that maybe they're sending him down there because he thinks he's They think he's a terrible outfielder. Right, maybe he's going down there to work on footwork and positioning, and like the Von Grissom uh, idea in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah we want and, you to play and, the position, but you got to be an average or better player, not just a bat. Yeah. Well, and I mean, listen, if you're getting production out of Burleson, you're getting, you know, New Bar's doing his thing the way they wanted him to, and then you're, you're he's playing. back, right? New Bar's the real yeah. push for him out, right? New Bar's back, and they're like, all right, this is our guy. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you've got the power bats right from the right hand side, so like you're not missing anything. In that lineup, you don't need them, right? Theoretically, which I mean, how many teams can say they don't need Jordan Walker? Like right. one, two, maybe. <laughs> well, it's not like St. Louis is doing league. great anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it's not like Jordan Jordan Walker is a bad player at all, but it's and it's not like St. Louis is doing well at all. Like they're not dominating, but it doesn't saw, mean that their roster construction is set up to allow him to play every day, and that's what they want Jordan Walker to be doing. So. Fun fact, this is the first time they've ever been in last place in their division at the end of April, ever. Really? In the NL Central, ever. So that's since 94, right, when the NL Central was born. They were they were in the East previous to that. I think 88 right. was the last time they finished April um, in, in the division uh, in last place. So that's an interesting little fun stat. Well, another of the last of in the, the AL East, uh, or another last... Um, in their division since is the Yankees last in the AL East uh, for the first time since 2016. That's not my fact. That's an Alex fast tweet that I happened to see Mm -hmm. today, but I liked it because, you know, screw the Yankees. Um, A fun, exciting note is that Miguel Anduar Ty, you spoke positively about him having some fuel left in the tank. This offseason went to Pittsburgh, which again, we were like, this is a good idea because every time mediocre-ish players with upside go to teams that seem like they're not trying to win, they have an opportunity. Connor Joe was another guy who has done well uh, in Pittsburgh so far. And you are up for the first time Saturday, Friday, whenever it was. Anyway, played yep. Saturday, played in the doubleheader. Um, a great home run in each game. I don't know what he did today, but also uh, I don't know what his long-term future is because Jack Swinski, who I was starting to get a little panicky on in a couple of the leagues that we have, including in the surf league where I dropped him because he was playing so poorly. It was him or trace Thompson. And I figured Thompson's track record was better. Well, wouldn't you know it? Jack Swinski is just caught on fire. Grand slam over the weekend. Um, he was finally picked up in our home league. I was contemplating the pickup tie, but I thought I just don't need him yet. So why don't I just wait and take a flyer on somebody later? Cause in our league, you much like some gifted. of the listeners, you were gifted Stephen Kwan. So that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. So my outfield is Soto, Acuna, Kwan. And then I had Michael Harris coming back from the IL. And I'm, I can't, I have Otani the hitter because it's played on Yahoo because 
our teams in the stone age with double Otani um, or our league. Sorry. And um, anyway, I got to take ties the commissioner. I got to take shots where he can, right? Always take shots at your commissioner. That should be fantasy rule number three. Uh, <laughs> play to I, win. I will always fire fun, back. Take shots at your commissioner. And then, uh, but anyway, yeah. So I had my outfield and I wasn't really interested in trying to find a fourth, like legit guy to sit on the bench. Cause that's, you know, that's when you start questioning who to start every day. Right. And, and if you only have so many pickups in a season, it's best to just wait until you actually have a need. So anyway, I made, I made a small trade acquired, um, an up and coming starting pitcher and, or possibly someone who will never pitch an MLB again in Jacob deGrom. So it was Harris, Zach Veen and Ricky Tiedemann who I picked up Veen and Tiedemann specifically to trade them. And it worked. Um, I just had to give up Michael Harrison to get to Grom. I'm fine, but I'm taking a chance right now in the hopes that he'll be back for the stretch. Very much like I, I did not keep Kershaw in that league. And I basically just reacquired a Kershaw level risk player. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what I'm doing other than falling to um, one and three in that league <laughs> <laughs> right now was not a good April for me. But anyway. Yeah. It is still um, just April, though. I mean, we're talking about that on exactly. this episode. Like, way too early to panic. Your team, uh, although we were here this time last year, and we we said your team's too good to fail, and then it failed. So and then it failed. You know, yeah, <laughs> it can happen, folks. That, and that again, something that I'm I've been doing this year. Ty, I don't know if you have kind of jumped out of your norm, but um, I've been making acquisitions for studs right now who have not started well. And I mean, week dating back to week one like pr prior to him not you know starting well i acquired juan soto in a contract league where he's got a fat contract but i just thought how can i not use him and uh otani as a two-way player and on a fan tracks league as the anchors on my team and then try to get a lot of the less hyped prospects that i think will come up and contribute to lessen my salary demands you know not have to dip into free agency as much um and then again acquired Degrom. Uh, whatever this morning, I guess technically I, I couldn't accept the trade yesterday because guys had started to play, so I had to wait till this morning. Um, once I knew the MRI results were no tears, no structural with Degrom, which was my only condition because I'd offered the trade up, it was re rejected. Then we discussed it a little more, and then I think there was like some cold feet about like, well, if he is hurt, then you know I got a I got a dead weight. And on my end, it's like, well, if he is hurt then I'll probably still hold them yeah. <laughs> like is that or some other pitcher on my roster lights it up. But um, anyway, have you been acquiring or doing anything out of the ordinary? I have been picking up every like one burrito type guy um, that's getting a starter to, you know, Hunter Gaddis, another guy like not owned in dynasty league waiver wire guys. Like I have been on it more than ever before because I haven't trusted a lot of my rotations. So, and yeah. I, again, like I said, trading the studs, are there any things early on this year that you've been doing that you think have worked or not worked? Well, I've been in a couple brick wall scenarios, like in one of my leagues, it's too early um, for anybody to really break their roster in another league. Uh, it's really shallow. It's the shallowest league I've played in a long time. So I'm pretty mm -hmm. much pick up anything that I need without any real impact. So, so far, no one's making trades. So maybe that'll change oh. as the year goes on. But, you know, it's kind of a brick wall there. Uh, in the other league, I've, I've pretty much exhausted the resources that I have available for trade um, in a rebuild. Uh, I like what I have coming, but I'm not ready to start turning any of those guys into to pros yet. Uh, so that's that one. And then in the other one, um, it just seems like there's a, a lack of understanding on a couple of my assets that I think are quite good that other people just haven't realized are good enough to be traded yet. So when they realize halfway through this year, when they start jumping up lists, uh, then I'll probably start to make some moves. So I'm open for business. Okay. I just, I'm not having a whole lot of luck um, given where a couple of my teams are at in, in the formats that I'm in. So I wish I was doing a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. I did pick up Freitas Nova uh, in one of our leagues, Robbie. Um, okay. I feel like that's a real buy low right now. Uh, he's healthy for the first time in a long time. And I, and I don't think he's going to be a superstar by any means. But I think he's just a really dirt cheap asset, um, you know, that that costs you nothing. Like, I mean, I, I sent an 18-year-old high school arm, right? Like, it cost me nothing. So, right. you know, it, it was a trade I'll do because, you know, he was once the number one prospect in the Astros system. Uh, it was a little lean at the time, but still, you're, you're not nobody when you're number one. That's just the thing. So, I'll take a risk on a guy that has a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed. 
but uh, otherwise I'm not having too much luck on, on the trade front. Yeah, fair enough. I've been trying to make deals. I mean, I acquired uh, Kevin Smith. I did talk about him a little bit on Twitter. The Oakland A's looks to be starting shortstop now. Uh, this is a former Toronto Blue Jay guy who we watched have a 2020 season at Double A, I think it was. Um, he's always had the power. He also, you know, good base runner, uh, base dealer, and then traded to Oakland last year. Looked like he was going to start the year on the on the big league roster. He did. But he was brutal, went down to AAA, struggled for a while there, and then finished out the year not too bad. Then this year did not make the big league squad. Basically spent the month, the first three weeks of, of April, um, raking, doing what he had done previously uh, in as a AAA or AA player in the Blue Jays system, and then got called up. And, and he didn't start great, which is almost, I will say, to the benefit of all the fantasy owners out there because his stat line does not look good right now. However, he's got a couple things going for him. Um, between AAA and MLB, he's already hit seven dingers in a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll take that for any MLBer. So um, you got that with Kevin Smith, which is, he's no doubt power. He's not scraping the fence. He's hitting home runs. Um, but also the fact that if he can play the position of shortstop, he should be third base shortstop eligible in your leagues um, or will be with, once he gets that 10th start. I don't think he's had it yet. Um, but also the fact that Oakland's in a position to just let him play. And probably one of those lock and load guys like they don't have someone who's the prospect shortstop third baseman to come and take the job. He is kind of a placeholder right now, you know, not somebody you got to invest a lot in, but I acquired him yesterday in two leagues and I still have a standing trade offer out there for somebody else or sorry in another league to try to pick him up um, just to take a shot on him. You know, like in one league I traded in a rookie draft, I traded my 10th round or sorry, I traded my seventh round for Kevin Smith and this other guy's 10th round. It's a fair trade, right? Like he's getting an improved pick, uh, you know, in the off season that he's probably going to be able to take somebody he likes with. And I'm taking a shot on some, and this is expiring contract in this particular league. So I'm taking a shot that Kevin Smith will be some form of an asset for me at some point this year. So yeah, I don't hate that. That's kind of the way I'm with Nova. Like, I think those two would be very comparable prospects, like, you know, in terms of what their upside could be. Um, Smith might be a little less speed, a little more power, but, you know, I think yeah, they're definitely they're more have the now. risk or reward component for sure. Is Nova up uh, or no, no, he's just a okay, nobody. Just like the, the only other guy that I would fall into that category that I have acquired this year is Force Whitley. Like I've just I've watched some of his outings in the in the minor leagues and they have been electric. Uh okay. the stat lines Ooh. don't necessarily show what he's doing down there. Um, because he's still giving up a couple bombs. But I, I think he can correct that. It, you know, I think with some better analytics and we know what houston has done for a lot of guys there so i I think that's a guy that could have an impact this year if there's an injury in houston i definitely think there's probably a trade asset there which is kind of why i added him i see him as something houston might deal um and you know how much i like to be in on those guys before they get traded so um, yeah that's kind of kind of where i'm at with him you get them early and when they get moved all of a sudden you just um without doing anything have a starting player and or um what would be the Oakland example? Uh, who is the, the not the Christian Pache, um, the Esturi Ruiz. You know, mm-hmm. you you roster Ruiz or trade for Ruiz last year, and now you've got like this top prospect guy who, I mean, we talked about him a little bit last year, how, you know, up and down minor league career and a long one as well because he was a J2 guy that came over early. And now, you know, everybody likes him, but it's, you know, it's far too late. Like I heard, <laughs> not to throw shade on Justin Mason, but I heard Justin Mason talking before the season started about not knowing who a lot of prospects were because that's not where he concentrates his fantasy effort. And I mean, he puts out a lot of content he writes for a lot of people. He does things, but clearly looking at double a triple a stats is not one of them. Um, and that's kind of the, the world in which we love to, to live and swim because we're looking at who would, who can come up and help us out that might not be appreciated at the moment. Um, Joey Ortiz was one of the guys with Baltimore last year. Uh, like, I don't know if he was like their triple a player of the year kind of thing, but anyway, fantasy wise, he would have been right up there, um, because he was not the top rated Gunnar Henderson and, you know, Adley Richmond and, um, uh, Rodriguez. So, uh, but anyway, Ortiz is up now. Um, good for him. Very exciting. Uh, Tanner, uh, BB is up with, excuse me, Cleveland as is my, uh, shining star, Logan Allen. Really quick before we move on, Joey Ortiz back down. Um, what three straight yeah three straight <laughs> lefties coming up in the next series so oh okay he go he go 
Um, I well, think he's not the only up. one who's been up and down, right? Taj Bradley yeah. is now down with uh, Tampa Bay as well. Uh, but exactly. anyway, sorry. Let's yeah, get to no, the Guardians. <laughs> yeah, BB and, and Alan, you and I have been debating this for about a week and a half on, um, you know, which one. You you like Alan because he fits your garbage found um, kind of. Uh, not at all garbage. I know, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I, I own him in several leagues. I'm, I, I, I joke, but it's, uh, you know, Logan Allen's, let's say, uh, more polished starter versus Bibby's probably more elite stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's the best way to compare them. I mean, for me, Bibby has one of the best curveballs in baseball right now. Um, it's electric. It's really, really good. The fastball's good. I was saying to Rob this week, like for me, the big thing is can the changeup develop? If the changeup yep. develops, Bibby's the better of the two. It's not even close. I just think that's the way it plays out. Um, but if you're betting on a safe floor, which I like to do a lot, it's Logan Allen. I just believe so much in the curveball that because I watched him throw it to the top and the bottom of the zone. And the top of the zone one is near impossible to hit. Like it's it's like playing a good slow pitch pitcher that pitches it to the back corners on the mat all day, every day. And, you know, it's just impressive. Uh, I, I think it's something he can do, but it he needs to protect the fastball with the changeup because the right. fastball in order to hide that curveball has to be flat. It just has to be. And so you in order, it's kind of like Ace Lacy. I find it's very similar. Um, except this is a better curveball than Asa Lacey. So both of them have to hide the fastball or they're in big trouble. And and we've seen what it's done for Lacey. Hasn't hit it very well. Uh, and, but Bibby's curveball is just that good to let him get away with it. So that's my take on it, Robbie. I don't know if you have a different take. I know you're more pro Allen uh, on this one. Well, I mean, it's like you said. I mean, I think if you're, let's put it in terms that my brain understands. If we're at the car dealership, okay? <laughs> And we're looking, we're looking at fancy cars. Uh, BB is your, you know, supercar. Uh, call that what you will. Porsche, Lamborghini, whatever. Right? It's very shiny. It draws your attention. You see the features. You're excited by the features. Logan Allen is your classic muscle car. Okay? He, you know, you look at him and you're like, yeah, I get it. Fastball, you know, high K per nine. Cool. Uh, but what else is he going to do for me? And, and like, we've seen those engines blow up all the time, right? That's common thing. What are, what are we going to do? How much work are we going to have to put into this old muscle car here to get it going? Well, I think Logan Allen has been finely tuned. Um, and even if there are blowups, which in his first two starts, there have not been, and he has been over a caper nine in both of them. Um, Logan Allen is going to, in my mind, be very much like um, Bieber in the adjust at the MLB level not struggle and be sent down and zip zipped up and down. Um, I meant to say moved up and down like a zipper, but I said zip and <laughs> we don't edit. So you got all that. Anyway, I just think Logan Allen's going to be able to sustain a good stat line, even if it's not as great as it's been out the gate. I just think he's a safe bet. Like when I traded him away this off season, I did it because of team needs. And when I tried to acquire him in other leagues, I did it because I wanted to have him on my roster when he got called up, hoping it was going to be this year, not thinking in April, but just hoping to see him and having him uh, for a long time. And I got to say, I'm impressed by both guys. Like really it's a coin flip on who's going to be better. If, if they're all healthy, like if they're both healthy and getting time, but again, Cleveland's got veterans who should come back at some point in time. So I think like you said, Ty, if you're picking between one for kind of innings output in 2023, you might want to give the nod to Allen. Um, but, it's not like Tanner Beebe's done anything other than, you know, make you excited about his next start, which should be Tuesday. So yeah. probably by the time this comes out, he will have started. Both guys in their first two starts could have quality, two quality starts apiece. Well, I think the interesting thing is going to be who they keep up when um, the starters start to get healthy, right? Because I think right. that's, I, I mean, for me, I don't know how you possibly run Aaron Savali back into this rotation. Like, I just don't, like, I don't know how long he's out for. I don't know off the top of my head, but. I have no idea how you could possibly justify running him and Plezak ahead of these two. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. And then when McKenzie um, is ready to go, he has a spot, you know. But yeah. I would say Savale is almost in the same vote. And it's it's based like, you know, you're not going to kick out your Wiley veteran because one kid's throwing while well. you're going to send the kid back. And then obviously, if you're Cleveland, try to find a way to make a deal. But you can't deal an injured horse 
they've got to be healthy and they've got to be throwing effectively for another team to be interested. Yeah, but, but you got to remember Savali is an arbitration guy, so he's expensive for Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. No, I I understand, but I just mean that you're going to want to make a move for like to to sorry, you're going to want to have him pitching in order to make a move uh, to free up the spot. But again, as soon as a team does that, like tries to make a plan to clear out roster space, um, you know that's when something terrible happens like uh, Seattle with Robbie Ray out for the rest of the season. Um, we were kind of fearful of this in the last week or so, but now that it's official, uh, I'm pooched in uh, the surf league because now I've got to go and open up the wallet, the fab wallet to replace them with one of the two previously mentioned Cleveland guys. And I'm not going to tip my hat as to who I'm looking to spend big bucks on. Um, but I am definitely getting the guy I want tonight <laughs> and Robbie <laughs> Ray will be dropped, um, yeah. in, in that scenario. So, uh, if anyone in the league is listening, take that as, as a threat and walk away and maybe don't bid <laughs> anything and maybe I'll get this player for less. I don't know. We'll find out in a couple hours, but, uh, yeah, raise out. We well, Ty, you were at the game Saturday, uh, the Mariners against Toronto when you saw this young 25 year old McGee fellow go out and it was a one, nothing game. Uh, well, I was sitting very right boring, the- right? Yeah, it was. Well, it was not very much because I had our, our kids went for the first game ever and they didn't sit still. Okay. So there was some, there was like, it was stressful um, trying to wrangle them. But um, I was, we were sitting right beside the new bullpens, which are awesome. Uh, and the crowd interactions, even better. Like, it's just so good what they do. They're chirping these guys. Like, they boo them when they go on. Like, it's like the guy to go on the field has to come and face everybody in the bleachers to go down the stairs. Like just Sweet. so su- such a subtle little design feature, um, which way the stairs face, but it's beautiful. They did a great job with it. Um, but we we're sitting there and the game's about to start. And I'm like, who is McGee? And I I snapped you a photo. I'm like, I, I don't yes. even know who this guy is. Like, and it was who, funny. Why is he warming up? <laughs> so my kid had a seventh birthday party and you sent it to me just as the magician was getting ready to start his act. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so I didn't, I didn't get to reply back to it. <laughs> But well, by the time for, I looked, I'm like, he's good, this McGee fellow. And then I looked it well, up the, and saw, you know, 25 year old play, played at AAA, been pitching well, you know. Um, yeah. But then he woke up this morning, Ty, hurt. Yeah. Said said the, the old forearm. We have too, yeah, we, the we have too many starters hurt. Is what that is. Yes. That's um, a, that's exactly what I I was hoping. But then I saw that Flexen pitched today, and he would be the de facto next man up in that rotation. Um, but he pitched one in a one in the third and blew well, not really blew the game, but whatever took the loss today. And Tommy Malone was up earlier and then sent down and off the forty man. He could come back up, but again, that might cost McGee his forty man spot if he was just given it. I which I don't know off the top of my head how that worked out. But anyway, um, Robbie Ray out for the season. McGee, who you would like to pencil in as the next guy? Nope, that's not a good idea anymore. If your league has IL spots, maybe you could pick him up and stash him there but again like that might be a useless stash if he falls out of favor or ends up having to go on to like not having but if the team's like eh, 60 day dl him right we need that 40 man spot long rehab or something like that for him um they don't have the prospect that you want to bring in next so it's not going to be like they last year with kirby they're not going to you know jump the gun and do that um Logan they Gilbert have them they're just not going to pull them they're, it's it's Emerson Hancock, but they're not going to. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to pull Hancock up. No, no, not at this point. They're not ready for that one. No, I mean, they've got a couple guys that are nobodies that they could sacrifice if they have to. But I I do think Tommy Malone is the right one. I think that's the one they'll go with. Um, If Easton is out for any prolonged, then maybe they consider some other options. But I I think that's that's what you're looking at. Um, Great name, by the way, right? Easton McGee. It is a good one. I would I would just assume he's Canadian because the Eastern hockey stick. Um that would be he's my... probably from Minnesota. That would be my second guess. Oh. I that could be an easy up. one. All Before right, you, we move you... on too far though, yeah, Savale, two options remaining, just as a side note, could find himself in triple A. That's not outside of the equation. Just for who, sorry? For uh, Savale back in Cleveland. Oh. Two options. So he could be the guy that get option. Just okay. as food for thought. Never no one's probably thinking about that, but it's an option. Um, a guy that is using up his options, you know, frequently these days is Nolan Jones uh, in Colorado. Uh, he's been in AAA and just destroying uh, baseball. Uh, 361 batting average, 1181 OPS. We talked about him all offseason, Robbie, as a guy we like. We bu- we both acquired him 
in several spots uh, through last year and into this year. Uh, eight bombs, 25 RBIs so far in, in 100 plate appearances. So sign me up for that. Uh, 22 strikeouts, so you like that from a guy that's got a little bit of pop, just you know, basically at the 20% mark. And he, and he yep. walks. He's got 16 walks in that those at-bats. So almost your one-to-one, Robbie, not quite all the way to the one-to-one. But I mean, after it. spring training, though, Ty, like Nolan Jones is dialed in. Like I am yeah. excited for this version of Nolan Jones. I had a a standing trade offer in our big money auction league. Um, I forget what it what exactly it involved. I I didn't have a shortstop up until you know right now. I got Kevin Smith. That's who I'm hoping is my shortstop now. Um, but when I didn't even have him, I just didn't have a person in the position. So I offered up Nolan Jones for some type of starting shortstop, and the guy was humming and hawing. I said, "Well, I'm going to leave it there with Jones." But I'll be honest, if if he keeps this up, I am not willing to trade. I think it was like somebody who I had three years, I would get three years of control with, whereas Nolan Jones is a five-year guy in this particular league, said if he yeah. keeps it up, like I'm not going to keep it. Anyway, I canceled the um, offer midweek, and I said to him, like, I'm not willing to do this anymore. Like the value for me on, on Jones has changed within this particular league where you have a 40-man roster. Um, I think it's a safe bet now for people who – are at all interested in bulking up their outfield for the summer to look into the Nolan Jones acquisition again. Cause we yeah. can see, I know, I know it's easy allegedly to hit um, <laughs> with the, is it the isotopes? Is that who, what his team is? Yeah. He's in Albuquerque. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, allegedly it's easy to hit there. Uh, but I mean, the walks are the thing, right? That's what I was concerned with in spring training. He was can like a madman wasn't getting the walks. Now he's you know got that eye back, that hitter's eye. So yeah, but uh, three sixty one doesn't make like it doesn't speak to the ballpark. When you're hitting three sixty one, you're hitting the ball. Yeah, that's content. Right? Yeah, if you're yeah. just hitting dingers, sure, I get it. Uh, Easton yeah. McGee update. Ty would not have picked this. Hopkinsville, Kentucky. That's where nice. this guy's from. Born on December twenty sixth. Boxing Day baby. Good for you. Like anyway, that. hope he's not hurt, and uh, hope we get to see some more innings out of him this year. I I agree. So keeping on the list here. Uh, Garrett Mitchell is out for a while. Tyron Taylor's getting close to coming back and making that outfield great again. Um, maybe. Uh, the Milwaukee maybe. Magus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they just need to turn some of those infielders into outfielders uh, or make a trade with Cincinnati, figure it out. Uh, or St. Louis, I guess, could be another option, but I doubt St. Louis is going to make that trade. Uh, yeah, in either. division. So, no. Yeah, there's, there's too many of those ones going on. But, yeah, Garrett Mitchell out for a while. That hurts. I know a lot of people had high hopes for him. Uh, I kind of, like, I'm not gonna say called the 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 dial back on on Mitchell in in this outfield, but you know this outfield you know got overhyped for me in Milwaukee, and I think we're seeing that now. You know some of it's injury, but like even the guys that are there still not productive to the way that I think a lot of people want them to be. Weimer's the one guy that's kind of surviving, and he's he's the feast or famine guy. Like he might have 30 bombs in 200 strikeouts, right? That's just what you might get there. So uh, interesting yeah. outfield primed for an acquisition. If you ask me, if there's an outfielder on the market, Milwaukee's probably going to be looking for them. They've got some well, guys they can move, right? Like Tyrone Taylor was good last year. And what do you have under 400 at bats? And I originally thought, well, he's probably just going to be like the default right fielder type starter. And I don't think he's going to get platooned. Well, now it looks like that's changed, right? The landscape has changed in Milwaukee with the prospects getting called up. Um, his injury being a part of that, of course, but it looks like when he comes back because of like the amount of injuries, he will come back into playing time. He won't come back into a platoon where he's got to earn it. Now he might be a four out of seven day kind of guy um, to start with, to like get his legs under him or prove himself again. But I do like him as a low acquisition guy because the month of April has gone by and teams have already made roster adjustments. So if you're getting hit hard, if you're looking at like crappy outfielders, five outfielder league, uh, Taylor would be a pretty good guy to go and try to sweep up quickly. If not him, maybe swing a little higher up on the pecking order with somebody who I like more in fantasy than most others, Harrison Bader. He should be back um, no later than the weekend series for the Yankees. And uh, I'm excited for that. The Yankees haven't been playing great. Uh, Bader will be welcomed with open arms. And depending on where they're going to put him in the lineup, which I think will be the bottom third, uh, he should be able to come in, start every day, play the position healthy. Like the, I think they said that they wanted him to be able to play back to back nine inning games, and then once yeah. he did that, he'll he'll come back up basically. Like show us that you're okay the day after you went back to back, and you'll be up 
And I'm cool with that because uh, I've, I've got him. <laughs> I've got him in several spots and I, I need him back. Uh, center field has been very difficult for me this year in a few leagues. Stuart Fairchild with Cincinnati, not the ideal um, center fielder you've got uh, or you want in your leagues. And I've got him in several. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of center fielders, Harrison Bader's on his way back. Uh, if you like, so I just said, that, yeah, are you trying to inter- hurt Harrison Bader? You son yeah, of a bitch. because I mean, he's the kind of guy that echoes it through his t shirts, right? He puts Harrison Bader on his t shirt, so you need to echo that one back. But I mean, Bader, Bader's just a guy that I'm not into, Robbie. We've not been there in a while, but um, defensive guy, like if I want a guy on my yeah. actual baseball team, like I like Harrison Bader, just not my fancy guy, guy, a guy that I do want on my fancy baseball team, Bryce Harper um shockingly coming back early from an injury for the second time in the last couple of years um mm-hmm. this is a guy that you know is going to produce I, i'm kicking myself in a couple of leagues this year i could have got him and i just stopped paying attention in the rounds that he i should have been paying attention for him um and and he went appropriately like i i knew he was going to be back before the timeline they had tagged him on uh, i just didn't jump early enough and, and i'm glad that it ended up because i needed the starters um, based on a couple injuries, but um, still, you know, the value is always there with Bryce Harper, but he's, he's on his way back. That Philly team's right there right now. They, they look good. The bullpen has, has been sneaky good. If they can somehow Robbie find one more starter, right. Or whether Andrew Painter can be that guy in the second half. Like I, I just don't know with that farm system, if they have enough to go get that next guy, but if you've got Wheeler Ranger, plus one more good one like i mean they they just don't have that next electric guy to win the playoff series unless they score a bundle of runs but they did that last year so i don't know do you do you think they have enough and is bryce harper going to be back to normal that's the way you see it that's the way i do well yeah i was just gonna trying to look at because they finished off their world series um matchup this weekend with houston and I just wanted to check because both teams are only hovering around 500. So, yeah, so Philly lost tonight. They're 15 and 14. But, I mean, they're a lot better than that, right? Like, yeah. they're very much like you're building for the playoffs, not building for the regular season. Of course, you do have to be good enough in the regular season to get into the playoffs. But that's the strength I see with Philly. I also saw this tie. Jose Suarez, again, we'll be talking about him um, in a, probably the next episode, went up against Colin Ray, who we talked about previous episode or two with Milwaukee. Ray had nine K's tonight. Suarez had six. Um, both guys were beat up in their previous start. And uh, the question marks started to come in about, you know, what's going to happen with these rotations and shakeups and stuff. And I, I like when pitchers do this. I don't like when they yo-yo uh, all the time consistently. I like when they just come back from a bad one with like a pretty solid start. Suarez actually got the win tonight, which is great. But I mean, Ray also proved a point by, you know, sitting down nine batters in a, you know, I would call relatively loaded angels lineup. You know, they're not all hitting all the time, but they are good. So anyway, with Harper, it's going to be excellent to see him back with the Phillies. And speaking of shaky rotations, we can head out to um, the Rockies rotation, which really is only going to be three healthy starters right now. Like for next week, Freeland, Feltner, Gomber, um, Noah Davis, who was just called up because of an injury, uh, for Jermaine Marquez, I think was the one. Um, he is now hurt and on the IL. Uh, I don't know what in the heck they're going to do there. Like, if it wasn't for the fact that Feltner is walking a bunch of guys, I'd feel pretty good about Freeland and Feltner. And then Gomber's like, you know, I don't know, not the ideal Colorado guy, but again, he was part of that blockbuster trade. So they clearly had something they wanted. But again, we could see another Logan Allen up. Or not up, I guess he's already up, but pitching in the rotation for the Rockies next week in uh, former Cleveland Guardian, Logan Allen, um, or Peter Lambert, which I think is the more likely scenario. But one's going to be needed for Wednesday. So if you are in a deep league and you're listening to us before then, uh, flip a coin on who's going to go. My guess would be Lambert, uh, just because of... (laughs) I was going to say pedigree, Ty, but (laughs) it's not much to go on. But it is within Colorado that he has started previously, whereas Logan Allen has not... um, so they're like, I tried do, doing the dive on them in the off season to see what else was kicking around. And it was just Noah Davis. Like he was the yeah. one who I was like, well, if a few things in some points leagues kind of 
don't work out for me, I, I could take him. And in two of the leagues, he didn't even end up getting drafted. And once he got called up, I'm like, ah, yeah, see, I took that, you know, J2 guy, that Acuna guy from uh, the Reds. And uh, I, instead, I could have Davis. I could have went for, you know, Acuna this offseason or something like that. But anyway, you do that with some of those guys and you regret it because they don't ever become something. But then you take it with the Davis. They have three, four starts. You get excited. Boom, hurt. Maybe we'll never, you know, get any fantasy value from them again. But uh, it's looking rough in Colorado. But this is a good thing for the bet against Colorado, right? Like, look to see who's going to Colorado. Um, look to see where they're going and see if you can find good matchups. But obviously, we know you don't stream Rockies pitchers unless you're absolutely pooched. <laughs> well, I saw a good tweet from Davis after he got posted by Pitching Ninja when he got his head just about decapitated by that line drive. Mm-hmm. And it was just, this was not how I saw my first first pitching ninja feature going. Uh, <laughs> completely. Yeah, good on completely him for fair. saying it. Yeah, completely fair. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on that one. Like Davis is an interesting one for me just because it's always a roll of the dice in Colorado, right? I, I'm not touching the rest of them. Uh, I do think Marquez fits into the category of buy him before he's traded for me, Robbie. Like I just, I feel like, he could be a guy and like the aforementioned Philly scenario would be a really interesting one for, for Marquez to, to find a landing spot, a guy that would be built for Philly. Like he's a grinder of a starter. Uh, I don't know that Colorado would move him. They've made it sound like they didn't want to, but could be a guy. That uh, yeah. I'm just trying to look here to see when he's a free agent. Um, he's only got a, a year or two left. I think like elbow inflammation is his diagnosis. Yikes. No, yeah, I'm not seeing uh, it. I don't know. I don't see it either. Either way. Um, like, sorry, he, so he's six years. He He's six years, so this must be his last. Yeah, I thought Unless it was. he extended, oh, and I don't see no, that. No, he's got a 2024 club option. Does so he? Okay, gr- thank you. So that's that. Like Colorado front office, if you're listening, this is a trade asset. What you do with this is you try to make your team better by trading these sort of guys. You've got a club option, which you can't afford to to take because you guys suck um go get a couple guys don't pay the other team to take this guy that's not how you trade your best players right okay yeah another colorado option tie this isn't fantasy uh gold here but josh rogers who had i think two decent starts last year with the nationals um he's also in the triple a system i don't think he's on the 40 man though so that's why i guess he was left off my list um, last guy for kind of like newsy note things who we did talk about this, the last one. So who really cares now it's old news is Brian Reynolds with the eight year extension with Pittsburgh. You had talked about how, you know, this is a thing winning can solve some problems and, uh, Reynolds is going to stick around. It's great to see Pittsburgh doing well right now, but this also happened what, like six or seven years ago, they were good for a, a brief period of time. And then they just like bottomed out again. So if this is their peak and it's going to be you know, April into May, like, I hope they can just keep it going right now. Like the central certainly up for grabs um, mm-hmm. after a month of play here. So, but anyway, what's not up for grabs are the April MVPs. Um, Ty, we've got the top 10 at each uh, head headed into play prior to the Sunday night game. I've got them all down. Do you have a preference on who we touch on hitters or pitchers first? And I'll give Let's you the board. Let's go. Hitters. Right. I like it. So from 10 to one, I'll just rhyme them all off and then we can, Talk, talk about anybody we want to. I guess that's the easiest way to do this. Um, Bogarts is 10, Bellinger 9, Nico Horner 8, Brent Rooker with Oakland, Matt Chapman with uh, the Jays, Yandy Diaz is at 5 with Tampa Bay, Max Muncie's at 4, Jorge Mateo with Baltimore's at 3, Randy Arozarena, uh, or Arozarena, and Ronald Acuna Jr. is number 1. So, uh, biggest shocks of the list, Ty? I mean, it's got to be Rooker, right? It, it, for yeah. sure. Uh, I think followed very closely by Mateo. Uh, and, and, you know, I think as much as Diaz and Horner are shocks, uh, they both are contact guys that, you know, you can get past. Max Muncy bounce back for me is a bit of a, um, a bit of a misleading one because, like, as much as he's got some counting stats, like, He's mm-hmm. winning because he's been really good in a couple of categories. Like he's in this list because of that. Overall, he's been okay, right? So I think I, I'm not ready to say I'm excited about Muncy moving forward. I just, you know, he just kind of is there. Like it's it's one of those ones that when you say like a money ball kind of thing, like Max Money's Max Muncy's going to pop up in that conversation. So mm-hmm. I'm just 
That's one that I'm a little scared of. I, I think the seasons we're seeing so far from the rest of this group, Acuna, Arizarina, uh, Chapman, Bellinger, and Bogarts, I think are very much for real. Right, Bellinger's made a nice adjustment on on pitches up in the zone. Um, he's always been good at down in the zone. I think he's actually healthy for the first time in a long time. Uh, and I think yep. getting out of LA is really good for him. Um, and you said it earlier. I assume this was the guy you were talking about, Cubby trade asset. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually absolutely. think he's I think he's gonna stay in Chicago. I think they lock him. Well, up. I, I mean it's always yeah, it's always easy to say now you can open the conversation for extension talks once you get past the all-star break. But I'd like to remind everybody out there of the Michael Saunders season in which <laughs> he was an all-star fantasy relevant higher than Bryce Harper, the young Bryce Harper. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, like Saunders is like locked in and loaded, right? And then after the all-star break, because there's a big celebration about how well all of these players have been, which Bellinger will fall under assuming he continues it uh there was a big change in how he played rest of the year and then saunders was never the same he wasn't hurt that year but he was just never the same after it and then oh. the injuries crept back in for him so small difference like saunders was not a rookie of the year and a two-time mvp a little slight different comparable what? yes he was <laughs> so okay no he no. wasn't yeah sure but he was a highly touted prospect who had injury issue Bellinger on the other hand, like you said, the resume and the hardware is there. But what I'm yeah. saying is that like it, it, to me, it would be make just as much sense for the Cubs to try to trade him for a haul to an AL team. I think just keep him, you know, far away from you as it would be for them to try to lock him up because the worst thing you can do is have a guy who has four good months of baseball and then give him $180 million. I just think this cup. I said it before the season started. I thought the Cubbies were going to be way better than people thought. Uh, they're they're right there. I mean, they're you know Pittsburgh is is better than people thought they were going to be. They're not this good. That's just the reality. They're they're not going to sustain the success throughout the year. Uh, this year, right? They're they're at least a year early on this trajectory. They've got guys coming. They're going to get better. That's a fact. Uh, this is a little above their pay grade right now. Um, Milwaukee, I, I feel, you know, outplayed their health a little bit. Obviously, pitching is going to carry them, but they're banged up everywhere, right? So, I mean, they're 18 and 10. Uh, the Cubbies are the one team that's, like, relatively healthy, and they're just kind of there. And the weather in Chicago has been brutal. Like, for all of their midday outdoor games, like, they have had just nasty weather. Uh, and they're still right here. So, you know, it's it's an interesting conversation. Uh, that they could be a lot better than they are right now. The only thing the Cubbies don't have that I think will maybe get in their way is a bullpen. Their bullpen's a little shaky. Their rotation is much better uh, than people think. And was Wiskinski, Wazenski, whatever, uh, looked like mm -hmm. he may have turned the corner in the last start there uh, after a couple shaky ones. You know, if if Tyon comes back healthy, which, you know, is a big asterisk in itself, they could really potentially shock that division again and i it's not outside of the realm of thinking um i wouldn't bet against milwaukee i just wouldn't but you know i, I think chicago has a real shot here and if if they're in it and Be like bellinger has to be a huge part of that that's just the way that plays out right he's in the heart of the lineup right now um for sure and bogart's i mean new contract good for him switching and doing well that's excellent uh matt chapman i think as good as matt chapman can be he's not this good he's not top 10 top 20 top 30 fantasy asset for your season um he could certainly be a top five third baseman but there's other guys who also have started uh rough that could you know catch up shortly and then as for um the top two uh they're both just very good baseball players helping you in all categories uh strikeouts against are the one that both guys can you know level off in a little bit in if you're in your more diverse leagues points leagues they get a little knockdown but again the power immediately eliminates that in most scenarios the only thing i'll say on on chapman is just he is locked in and it can go off but like i said this all of last year watching him like he hits the ball hard all the time and doesn't have it land anywhere i don't know if they'll make some adjustments but because he has so much power like he's shifted hitting the balls to right center. And I don't know how much of you you've seen this, Robbie. Like he's been spraying right center gap, which is not his MO. 
previous to this year. So that's a big, huge shift for him. And he, he's not missing anything. Like last year when he was missing, he was out in front because he's a pull hitter. So he's like, this is a different match happening. If you, if you think this is just a hot streak, I would caution you and say, go watch a few more. I think he is right now um, better than the other two stars on that team, which is crazy to say um, because I'm super high on both of the other two guys. Um, but it's Matt Chapman is, is a different level of hitter than I think he's ever been. So kudos to that coaching staff because they've unlocked that in Matt Chapman. The power's always been there. The contact, though, is incredible. And he's hit several right at people like he did last year. And that's on top of the 370 average that he's carrying right now. So, you know, easily player of the month in the AL. I think he's going to be the player of the month um, when they announce it here. But it just, I, I, I think he's this good. I, 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 maybe not 370, but like, I think 300 is on the table for this year for Matt Chapman, oh, wow. barring injury. Yeah, I, okay. I really do. I just think there's a lot of players who started slow that are going to be catching yep. up. Um, not that, and also not that he's going to continue at this clip, obviously, right? There's lots of guys who have started with, you know, doing things at an unsustainable rate. Like if Jorge Mateo continues this, like there's going to be an MVP conversation or, or is it is already happening? Everyone's like, oh, he's just having like his Cedric Mullins moment, which I still yeah. don't get, <laughs> but it is like, happening. I guess because they're on the same team in Baltimore, but like I, I would easily put money down right now to say Chapman will finish in this ranking higher than everybody on this list except for maybe Acuna, maybe, right? I think he'll pass the rest of that group no matter what. Um, yeah. Just I think he's going to be – Chisholm, though. I, he could be a top 15 fantasy asset this year. Like, that, that's possible for Matt Chapman wow. right now. Like, I, well, just, he's on our radar I, for sure. Yeah. So, anyway, let's let's talk pitching because there's some good ones on this list. Um, you know, there's some usual suspects, so let's knock them off right off top because they're easy ones. Garrett Cole's been out of this world. Um, you know, except for when he plays Toronto, because for whatever reason they can hit him. Um, yep. you know, Number you've got picture. you've got Zach Gallon, who's been phenomenal. I think just continuing on the buildup of what he's done over the last couple of years. No one should be surprised by that. Uh Shohei Otani, breakout year, good for him. Uh, he's been pretty good. <laughs> Gallon's the number three, Otani's the number five. Uh yeah. oh my gosh, listen to you breakout year. <laughs> yeah. Shane McClanahan, I think we all expected to be there. He's been great. Um, yeah, he's in at know, number eight. I, yeah, uh, Degrom was good. Uh, Asterix on this one for now until we see what he's going to be uh, injury wise. But he's on that list. And then Luis Castillo, I think, is maybe a surprise to some that he's in the top ten. Uh, but I think Castillo definitely has uh, turned a corner in terms of his um, pitch distribution. He was very much leaning on the the, the changeup splitter thingy that he threw in Cincinnati. Um, traditionally a slow starter, so you know for him to be on this list after April is impressive. Uh, he's been known to say like I don't start well in the winter, right? Like in, in spring training into the spring when it's still cold, I'm not that guy. So um, interesting to see him there. I think this is this is a good one for the long haul. I think for me, the rest of this group, Robbie Kershaw, number two, shouldn't shock you. I mean, it's, it's a first ballot Hall of Famer, Clayton Kershaw, but I think number two um, probably surprises some people. And this is where everybody goes, yeah, but he's going to get hurt. He's not going to pitch all the innings, et cetera. You don't know that. You just don't. But it's also probably well, true at the same time. Yeah, I was going to say, as a guy who's <laughs> rostered him for a few years, I would say, no, 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 it will. And uh, the problem is that if he continues it, as the year goes on, you're going to be like, damn it, when's this going to come? Do not do this in, in August, September. Do not do this in fantasy playoffs. So um, he's usually hurt yeah. now, though. That's when he's usually hurt. He's usually hurt after three starts. Like, So we've passed that barrier. We're going to start like six, so we're good. Um, he's just going to have a, a 32 start season and we're, <laughs> we're good yeah, to go. I mean, it would be amazing. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. It'd be great. But that's like, you know, Scherzer, right? Scherzer who missed time and then now has the suspension. He'll be back later this week. He's not on this list, but, but if he was healthy, he's going to have that exact same conversation. And then DeGrom's the other guy who DeGrom in at number nine and probably would have been higher if he'd had a full start instead of getting pulled early Friday. But Ty, uh, we talked about it earlier today that I did trade for DeGrom um, in our home league where I wouldn't consider myself on a win now team. I'm on a what the hell's happening with my team situation. But if you thought you were in a league where you could take home a championship, 
right now at the end of April into early May, are you considering buying him at the risk that depending on your league setup, if it's, you know, keep forever, it's less risky than if it's contracts or anything else. But would you look to make a trade now for DeGrom hoping for the best? Probably not. Um, I was trying to trade for him before you traded for him in our home league, but that was also okay. before he got hurt. So I had yeah. a what I believe to be a very good package on the table, probably better than the one that you gave him. Um, wow. And and he turned it down because he didn't know the names of the guys that I offered him. Um, yeah. Sometimes you got to send links why you trade in your home league. <laughs> but but that's why you trade. That's why you trade to Grom because you don't know what you're doing. That particular right. owner is an idiot. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, it's my brother, so I can say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to put that shade out there. Yeah, you deal with that not at the next family meal. Yeah. Uh, the rest of this list is great. Like Spencer Strider, I think, you know, a lot of questions. Could, it was it sustainable, right? right? Obviously, Atlanta believed it was. They paid him. Uh, but he's been great so far this year. Still concerned by the two pitch mix, Robbie. Like, I, you know, I, I'm worried it has a, a, a timeline that could run out for him. I mean, the fastball is great. Slider's great. And and that will probably make him serviceable for the foreseeable future, but um, certainly potential for him to start developing some patterns and, you know, people start to get the walk rate up and all that fun stuff that kind of comes with that. So it'll be interesting. These last two, Joe Ryan is a guy that I'm, I'm still not in on. I'm just not. He continues to produce and it makes me look stupid and I, and I feel it, but, I just I can't I can't see the ace upside here. I just don't. I, I don't know that it's sustainable. I can't get there. A lot of people think that it's there. Um, you know, where where are you at with Joe Ryan? Um I have zero shares of him. So yeah. like my big question here, I was just kind of trying to punch it in here is is he the ace in Minnesota now? Uh I know Sonny Gray has done well so far this year. Tyler Molly's now shut down for the month of May. So is Joe Ryan going to become the the slump buster type guy, right? If the Twins lose two and he's up, okay, we're going to have a good day. Like, does the team have confidence in him moving forward? I don't know. Like, I'm I'm not yet on that, but, you know, good April, good for him. For everybody out there who bought into the hype, because there was a lot of redraft hype around him last year that obviously affected Dynasty. Um, he was not... I think achieving what you wanted last year. So if you have them because of what occurred last year, good, good for you. You're obviously not going to get rid of them now. Uh, You'd be silly to, I just don't know that we can expect like you were just saying 32 innings with, or 32 starts with Kershaw. I don't know that we can expect 32 innings where we're like, Oh yeah, 20 quality starts is in the bag. Yeah. You know, we're going to see them up and down here. This is one of the ones for me, Robbie, that I think is like, it speaks to the, the fantasy industry. Whereas, like, if you listen over the next couple weeks, you're going to hear people say things like Joe Ryan's better than Alec Manoa, right? You're going to hear Joe Ryan's better than, I don't know, who else would be on that list? Uh, Logan Webb, right? Joe Ryan's better than such and such. Like, he's he's good. He, Kirby, he's fine. Colbert. Yeah, like, he's going to be fine. He's going to be in, in the league. He's going to be probably SP3 or better, right? Like, okay. that's the reality. I think, uh, for me, he's an SP3, right? But... He's being bought like a two and in a lot of cases a one, which is crazy, right? That just is crazy. I don't see him as a one. I mean, the caper nine is barely over nine, right? So I don't know how you can be elite without a caper nine that's strong. Um, and so until I see that, like, I just, I can't go there. Uh, I don't, I don't trust him to have clean games, even though his whip in a batting average against are pretty good so far, like 186 against them right now, Robbie on the batting average. So, you know, there's everything's there, but it's the big thing. I think this is where people get lost. And if you own Joe Ryan, I want you to hear this. It is April in Minnesota. The ball does not fly. So, you know, he might be giving up warning track power all day, every day. And I haven't watched any Joe Ryan this year yet. Um, But, if he's hitting fly, if they're hitting fly balls with the warning track now, those are going to start leaving the yard over the next couple of weeks. So, I would be looking to try to sell Joe Ryan at the current valuation, and turn him into somebody else, right? And Joe Ryan for Alec Manoa would be right where I start, because those two are on the opposite end of of where people see them right now. 
yeah, I'm with you there. And then the last guy's uh, Justin Steele with the Cubbies. We talked about him a little bit uh, in the offseason. Under the radar, he's doing well. I think if I'm picking a surprise of this list, it would be him. And that doesn't have to do necessarily with his ability. But if I'm thinking wipeout stuff, I don't think of Steele as like somebody who I thought was going to come out the gate hot. But I'll file him under the Stephen Matz April category of it's been good so far. Let's just watch and see, not watch and buy. Um, not interested in making that acquisition. Uh, Ty, I'm, just not gonna, started... I'm not overpaying for Steele, but I own him in a bunch of spots. And and for me, he's a real deal. Like, like very much left-handed Alec Manoa. Like, not going to blow out any of the stat categories by any mm-hmm. means, but he's going to be in a lot of games and get you some wins. Okay. Um, I just thought I'd mention this because it's fun and exciting. I just started following Kobe Mayo on Twitter because I was looking up some Logan Allen stuff and then there was a little link. So, you know, thought I'd click the link. Um, 2023 splitter quality for Logan Allen, uh, top 2% for his location and the late break top 8%. Uh, I, I guess those are good. I guess those are good at AAA, of course. But anyway, that's him. And, and if you didn't already know, you can find us at Dinger's Pod on the Twitter. Uh, t- find Ty at Tourney Boss or myself at Robbie Baseball One. We love your questions. Um, a melee bag episode would be a good thing come mid month once we get into the 150 minor league at bats and people start to wonder who's next or should I start to make, you know, trade acquisitions, fun things like that. But um, Robbie, one, one thing I'd like to hear is who, like, some, hit us with some tweets on who bought Graham Ashcraft when we told them to. Oh, okay. There I want to hear, hear about anyone that actually listened uh, on that front because he has been exactly as promised. Uh, actually a little under delivered on the case. I think there's room for improvement there. Um, and I think you'll see that, but you know, he's been nothing but great all season so far. That's, that's a good spot. I, I, uh, or sorry, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, if you're making the acquisitions, what are your deals also? Yeah. Love those. Love seeing the trade stuff. Um, I put it in one of my league chats. This is the DeGrom trade I'm looking to make. Would you guys make this? And a couple of people were like, why would you have these prospects? If you can only, you know, if you can't keep them or if, you know, it's a 16 keeper. And I said, well, you, you have them to trade them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you have bright, shiny things. So you can trade bright, shiny things for uh, ideally MLB production at a point in time that you need it. So, but now that I've slid to one and three, I have to do the fun thing that dynasty players do, or I'm sure redraft guys do this too. I don't know much about those fellas. Um, I find the leagues that I am doing well in and I start to care more about them. so in our big money auction league um now that play has concluded at the end of week four uh, i'm just reloading it i i am 24 and 11 in that league ty you are 21 12 and 2 we're both sitting in second place in our division this is a 30 team Mm -hmm. league um i'm quite happy with that considering i didn't have a shortstop or third baseman um for the entire month of april until this weekend series so Yep. My, my shortstop finally came up from the minor leagues. I was pretty excited about that. Um, Paul DeYoung has been on fire since he came oh. back up. I did, I, I'll be honest. I didn't expect him to just fall off the face of the earth. I didn't expect right. him to produce like at a super high level. I just needed a warm body with the rest of my team and he just mm-hmm. disappeared. So I'm glad to see him back. Um, and, and I think, you know, there's a real shot. He could be back, uh, which I don't know that everyone's made that conclusion yet. Um, and I think one thing that I, told me was that Mason wins nowhere near ready. Um, and, and I think his stats in the minor leagues right now are showing that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if they continue to run to young. And I think it's the right move because then it gives them flexibility with Donovan, which I, I like, cause yeah. you know, you don't want to run that around good thing. against it. They definitely have a platoon outfield, right? We talked about that earlier, but definitely an interesting one. I'm excited about, about that league. That's one of the ones I need some people to make a trade. Um, need to get <laughs> better because some guys literally died on that roster. So um, we need to need to figure that out. But anyways, hit us up on Twitter with with some of your good stuff. It's a great spot to leave it. It's been Tyler and Rob here. Oh, dingers.